that with video starting. Okay, let's get started here. Uh, welcome to the uh, CTSS. This is our uh, third Thursday quiz. So I have 10 cases, and I want you to tell me what the answers are. So let's discuss them. So a patient has abdominal pain, and when you look at this arterial phase axial image, you see what looks like about a one and a half or two centimeter enhancing lesion in the stomach, which is on the greater curvature. You can see it particularly nicely on the coronal view and on the 3D MIP images. So the question you ask is, what could this be? Well, vascular lesions, it could be a cancer, but that, you know, usually adenocarcinoma is not vascular. Same thing with lymphoma. Small gist tumors or lyomyomas can be vascular, but this is a bit more vascular than even that. Neuroendocrine tumors are vascular, so a neuroendocrine tumor may be a carcinoid of the stomach. Occasionally you can see METs like renal cell or melanoma go to the stomach and are very vascular. You can see other things in the stomach like um, pancreatic rest, but they're typically more hypovascular and typically occur in the antrum of the stomach, not in the body. You also notice there's one lesion, not multiple lesions. If you had multiple lesions, you might think about a polyposis syndrome, or you might think about something like a patient with MEN1 who has um, multiple uh, neuroendocrine tumors in the stomach. And so the answer was a one centimeter neuroendocrine tumor. Very good, just a very classic, classic example. Also reminding you, give water, fill up the stomach, get the stomach distended, that becomes critical. Next case, GI bleed. There's a nice cyst in the liver. What about the stomach? It looks like there are multiple filling defects in the stomach which are better seen on these views. So now you have multiple polypoid lesions. You can say, well, multiple polyps, just simple polyps are a possibility. You can think of polyposis syndrome, Gardner's, FAP, those things. And as opposed to the last case, these aren't vascular. And in fact, they're relatively low density. If I was thinking about polyposis syndromes, they're more solid. This is low density. That's more common in polyposis or just polyps in the stomach that are benign. You're gonna have multiple adenomas. Um, you obviously will end up biopsying this just to make certain it's nothing of concern. But there they are, multiple polyps, particularly nicely shown greater curvature on these images. I don't see anything else in the rest of the scan. Here it is very nicely. Cinematic is really good at showing you uh, polyps because it can contrast it against the water. Again, great distension becomes critical. And these were fundic gland polyps, which are benign polyps in the stomach. They're traditionally regarded as hematomas. They're benign cystic hyperplastic proliferation of oxyanic gland. So a really nice, interesting case. 
Uh, when I read about this, current guidelines do not recommend polypectomy or surveillance endoscopy for sporadic cases. Findings of multiple fundagland polyps in a younger patient or fundagland polyp with dysplasia should prompt colonic investigation for the possibility of familiar polyposis. So again, with polyposis, these familiar syndromes, you worry about malignancy. If it's just routine fundagland gland polyps, don't worry about it. Another case in the stomach, abdominal pain. There's marked thickening of the stomach. There's extensive adenopathy by the celiac axis and periodic region, and there's ascites and around the liver. When you look at the coronal vules, you better see the ascites around the liver. Look at all of those bulky nodes in the mesentery and look how thick the stomach is. On the image on the left, you also can see large have very aggressive looking benign processes and not so aggressive looking malignant. And if you wanna know, this was a benign ulcer. Okay, I love those cinematics. Back pain. If you look at these images, you see on the non-contrast, bilateral adrenal masses and the adrenals are large and they're solid and when you give IV contrast they enhance but not all that much. Now they look mass-like and they almost look triangular if I showed you the coronal. So you then ask the question what could this be? They don't look like adenomas, they're not cysts. Could it be metastasis? Definitely yes. In the right history could it be pheos? Pheos are usually more vascular Theos can be bilateral in 10% of cases. But with this shape, you also need to think about lymphoma. This was B-cell lymphoma. Now, most of the cases I have, and there are not a lot of cases, the lymphoma involving the adrenal, the adrenal is really, really large. But in this case, it's pretty good, and that was B-cell lymphoma. So again, think of METS, think of primary ACs the, think of pheos, which are bilateral, but you need other findings, of course, from elevated epinephrine levels to uh, vascular lesions, which these aren't, of course. And so always keep that lymphoma diagnosis in your back pocket. Another case, mass in the mesentery. Um, what are we dealing with here? Well, you're dealing with a calcified mass, and you say to yourself, what could this be? It could be sclerosis mesenteritis. That's a mass in the mesentery no significant desmoplastic reaction. Carcinoid tumor, 70% calcify as well. So you say to yourself, I have a mass in the mesentery that's calcified. It doesn't look like calcified nodes, and lymphoma only calcifies once it's been treated. Things like TB theoretically can have calcified nodes, but just one clump in the center would be unusual. So typically when I see this, I'm thinking carcinoid versus sclerosing mesenteritis. Carcinoid, I like to see more desmoplastic reaction I like maybe to see a mass, though I always don't see it in the small bowel that's vascular. But it has more soft tissue mass. This is more of a sclerosing pattern. The vessels are nicely seen, and you don't see the tethering. So this is a really good example of sclerosing mesenteritis. Okay, another case. Left upper quadrant pain, there's a cystic lesion water density. What could this be? Could be a pseudocyst could be a duplication cyst, but it's pushing everything ever so nicely. It's low density. So mesenteric cyst is not bad. When you're talking mesenteric cyst, you also, when it's low density 
and it fits in like this. Mesenteric cysts usually are more round. When it kind of fits in the planes, then I'm thinking about a lymphangioma. If it was more solid, I might think about something else, but lymphangioma is a great answer. Very nice case. What about this case, rule out appendicitis? Well, patient has a lot of ascites, which would be atypical for appendicitis, but we also see a large mass involving the terminal ilium. It's bulky. It involves the TI and extends to the cecum. There's lots of ascites, and there it is on a coronal view. So you could say adenocarcinoma. Doesn't look like a gist tumor. Could be a met in the right scenario. Could it be inflammatory bowel disease? Could it be a bad case of Crohn's or other infectious etiology? I guess you would have to think of that, but the bulkiness of this kind of pushes me away from that. I'm not thinking isolated area of bowel so thick. In fact, if this was Crohn's, it would be Crohn's with malignancy, like an adenocarcinoma. Other things you get, terminal ileum into cecum. You gotta think about lymphoma. Again, if patients had organ transplants, PTLD would be a good thought. Uh, this was beautifully shown on the cinematic, by the way, a lymphoma. If you said adenocarcinoma, I know that that's a possibility. Probably adenocea is more likely with ascites than lymphoma is, but this was a great case of lymphoma. Another patient suspected pancreatic cancer. Well, there's no dilated ducts and you have a bulky mass. Whenever I see this, I gotta think about duodenum. So could it be a gist tumor? There it is in the coronal view. Could it be lymphoma possibly infiltrating? We surely know it's not a pancreatic mass. So something arising from duodenum. If it was a neuroendocrine tumor, which is a thought, it would be vascular, not so hypovascular. So that's not gonna be the story. Um, gist tumors, I guess a possibility. But metastasis is a good thought. And we've seen about a half a dozen cases of large masses in this region, and they all were metastatic, and they were all metastatic melanoma. For whatever reason, melanoma tends to go to the peripancreatic region, portal cable space, as well as involving, in this case, the patient's duodenum, simulating a pancreatic mass. A really great case. Incidental finding cystic lesion tail of pancreas. Thickened wall and nodularity, there it is in the coronal. Cystic lesion location, could it be an MCN? Possibility, could it be an IPMN? If it's an IPMN with a wall thickening, then it has malignant change. Cystic lesions also, you gotta think about neuroendocrine tumors. I've shown you, and we've discussed neuroendocrine tumors, typically hypervascular, but they can be cystic, nodular wall, rim enhancement are all possibilities. Metastasis. Here is that thickened wall, the enhancement on the cinematic rendered views. And to no surprise, this was a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. Again, most of us don't like to think about cystic neuroendocrine tumors. We've learned the hard way that you really gotta think about them. If it was purely cyst with no thickening of the wall, MCN versus IPMN would be in the ballpark and the right age group over 50, um, the uh, MCN would be more likely, particularly if it's a female. But again, a tough call. And that's it. Time flies. Those were 10 cases. I hope you got them all right. I hope you enjoyed the cases. And with that, let me say, have a great day.